0: It's time, it's time, time time
1: to get in the zone, time to get in the zone with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian.
0: We are 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al Sacco with Brian Rennick, and we are really excited to talk with our guest today who's been covering the NFL for decades, and actually in his early years. He was a beat writer and he covered the Niners for the Press Democrat. He's written for SI. He's worked for NFL Network. And now I think, like to think he's come back home and he's covering the Niners for the Chronicle. He is the legendary Mike Silver. Mike, thanks for being here, buddy.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's a really polite way of saying I'm old. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, started, uh, I started at a now defunct newspaper called the Sacramento Union uh, 1989 oh. was my first season. I was a very young beat writer and uh, what a crazy year to start. And uh, I got to say, uh, coming back as a Chronicle columnist in 2022, also a crazy year. So we've come full circle. Yeah, you come back
0: home. It really it really feels that way. And so you were on the show, Mike. I want to say it was like five years ago you came on. And at the time, we just it was an awesome interview for me because you just told me stories about the early years in the 90s and when you were covering Montana and Young. And I was thinking about that when, when we had you come back on. And I said, you know, he told us all these stories about the QB, QB controversy and all the dramas. And now here we are 30 plus years later. And guess what? There's more QB drama with the 49ers. So So I guess I wanted to start off by asking you, this looks like it's Purdy's team, but obviously this team gave up a lot for Trey Lance. And Lance may or may not be in a competition with Sam Darnold. What do you think Lance's future is and where does he stand right now?
1: You know, it's a great question. And I would have answered it differently had, say, the Eagles game gone the way it did, but Purdy suffered a... I don't know, broken leg or, you know, another serious injury. But mm-hmm. literally throwing arm, elbow, uh, it does create more uncertainty. And, and I have PTSD still from covering Montana in 91 and 92. He uh, hurt his elbow in training camp in 91. They had surgery, didn't go great. He missed the entire season. Came back in 92, was slinging it in Rockland. Uh, one day, I, I vividly remember, uh, and, uh, in practice, he just just kind of pulled up on a throw, and it didn't look right. And I uh, came off, ended up having a second surgery, missing all but the second half of the final regular season game. Uh, they were home against the Lions. They had clinched everything. It was Monday night back then, but it was the last game of the regular season, Everyone knew Montana was going to play the second half. Steve Young, who was the MVP that year, uh, played the first half. Montana came in. It was this, you know, incredibly electric moment at candlestick. Uh, Joe threw one touchdown, ended up throwing a second that uh, after some confusion where George Seifert had uh, called for a run, then offensive coordinator, man by the name of Shanahan, hadn't heard Seifert, <laughs> called for a pass, touchdown, Seifert not happy, Montana uh, exultant. And, uh, you know, and another weird thing that people don't remember that year is that uh, Steve Young, the MVP, playing at home in the NFC championship game against the Cowboys, Joe Montana's on the sideline uh, as his backup in that game. What a wild, uh,
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
2: Mike, I know that uh, you know you put that, that put out that article on in the Chronicle about it being Purdy's team that we knew that you know, essentially. What does that mean for Trey Lance moving forward? And and there's not a lot of answers right now. And you know, I think as as fans and and people who cover the team, we need to recognize that. You know, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch don't tend to give a lot of answers in the media. Right. So we tend to parse words, things like that. But I thought it was interesting. Last week we had Connor or uh, Sports Illustrated on and uh, we invited him on because he had put out an article that the 49er skill position group is in his eyes, the best skill position group since the Rams uh, greatest show on turf. And so we wanted to hear from him. But in the process of that conversation, we also got into a little bit of the, of the quarterbacks. And one of the things that he said was with the proliferation of Shanahan's offense in the NFL as it currently stands, which I believe last year it was almost like 40% of the teams in the league were running some version of it. And now it's going to be more, right? It's almost close to 50%. You know, we asked him, what did you feel, what he felt like the, the, like the natural evolution of that would be. And his response was a mobile quarterback or a running quarterback. And obviously that's more Trey Lance than that is Brock Purdy. Do you agree with that assessment that that is like the natural evolution? And, And does that then give Trey Lance a little bit more runway than maybe we even think because, ultimately that was the impetus probably for drafting him in the first place.
1: Okay. Well, I want to circle back. Cause it occurs to me, I didn't answer Al's question either. So I'll try to, I'll try to tackle. Oh yeah, up. no worries. So going back, you know, going into that game and you, you are correct. I wrote in January, like it's over party's the guy Kyle's decided the end, but because that injury was so ruinous, uh, it does create question and you don't know for sure what you're getting back in Purdy, let alone when. And we've heard a lot of uh, wiggle room on the when, which is understandable, but let's say it's eight months and not the original six from March 10th. uh, You know, that's going into a significant portion of the season. uh, And, you know, best case, you know, Purdy is going to be Purdy. So uh, that did change things somewhat. And that I think is why you see Darnold and Lance being held up as kind of Uh, you know, co-stopgap 1 and 1A, they'll compete. And look, they they do have a lot in common. Uh, There's some mobility there. They're they're former third overall picks. Uh, The Niners obviously gave up a lot to get one of them and and not so much to get the other. But in terms of pedigree, it's very similar. And, um, you know, you this is not like last year where they're like, okay, we've invested in Trey. It's time. It's his team. Jimmy's not coming back. He's the guy. They're now saying we have this incredible collection of players and not just skill players. We are built to win. Now our window is shrinking. We like this rookie quarterback deal model, which we still are planning on ideally with Purdy, but you know, these next two years are it. So we don't have time to see if Lance is going to step up. We want whoever the best person is now to be that person. By the way, I don't think any of this precludes them from calling Tom Brady at least one more time. Uh, I am 100% convinced that they will at least check in with him as it gets a little closer and say, Hmm. what do you think? Because Rodgers never made as much sense, given that they want that rookie contract model and they're paying Bosa and they have all these people paid around them because it's for several years. You're probably not thinking of Rogers as one year, even if you're paying them. Uh, but Brady really, it does make actual sense. Like, okay, we don't know if Brady's back or when we think he's the guy for the future, but Hey, in the meantime, come here for one year. Uh, so I think they'll at least call and I don't think Brady's going to come back and play here or anywhere, but um, it's worth an ask. Uh, so that brings us back to, what Connor talked about, and mobility. Um, I I just, for Kyle, mobility is probably not the right word. It's ability to make plays off schedule. It's pocket mobility, too. It's the bootlegs. It's uh, being able to uh, extend plays and not have it be uh, and, you know, I, I'm a huge Jimmy fan, so I don't want this to sound like too much of a slight to Jimmy, but I think with Jimmy, there was a sense sometimes of, hey, Kyle called it, he's throwing it, and if and if they get too close, he's getting rid of it. You know, he's got that great arm, it's going. Uh, I think Kyle's ideal would be, okay, it's not there, here they come, can I get a little bit to the outside and extend this? So... Um, with Purdy, we saw, I believe, Kyle saw plenty to convince him this is it. Um, now, the one you know, issue that I kind of saw with Purdy at a very young stage was he wasn't really totally perceiving the speed of the NFL. And, and that's not uncommon. But remember against the Cardinals where he kind of tried to turn the corner with Isaiah Simmons coming and go around Mm -hmm. and he took a 17 yard sack. I I talked to him after that game and I go, did you like misjudge the speed? And he goes, yeah, that guy's a first round pick, huh? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) but um, so I think, you know, that's what worried me going into both of the last two playoff games, the Cowboys, because I knew Dan Quinn, you know, I knew they were coming and they had all those talented pass rushers. And then obviously the Eagles were as well. So I, I just worried like, it's going to be a little different when that, uh, you know, really elite fast rush comes in. But, uh, you know, he was eight games into his career. So I think if you look, if you if you say, if you don't say mobility, if you say, uh, Running. you know, uh, oh yeah, ability, if you just say ability to extend plays and, and do things on the move, I think Purdy probably has an edge based on, what they've seen just in that alone. And, you know, I I wonder with Lance, you know, it was a weird time. They couldn't get him in person. They saw him on tape, you know, blowing past guys on Montana state and you Mm
2: -hmm. know whoever else
1: they played, but I'm not so sure that it has translated in terms of pure speed. And people say, why was Kyle running him inside? He might not have been getting outside at an NFL level. So, is Trey Lance Josh Allen? Is he Kyler Murray? Is he Lamar? You know, it doesn't seem to me that he is that he obviously has some mobility. So you put all that together. um, I I think it's, I think it's easy for the 49ers at this point, for Shanahan, for Ledge for Jed York to say, you know what? We took a swing. It might not have worked as of now it hasn't, but then after we, essentially use three ones for the price of doing that. We got a guy at two sixty-two That could be the answer to our dreams. We're not even allowed to negotiate with them for two more years. The rookie model works. We'll call it even. And you take swings sometimes. I think it's harder for fans and media members. And I think one reason it's so hard for fans and media members to let it go is that, the draft takes on such an outsized importance relative mm-hmm. to its actual impact that it's just hard for people to fathom. And, and I've always felt that. I remember way before before the 1993 CBA in the wake of the court ruling that brought in free agency at this current era, there was still an old rule that um, if a player's contract expired, um, he was allowed to sign with another team, but the team signing him uh, you know, it's, it's like kind of like with Lamar now, you'd have a right to match. But if you didn't match, uh, you'd have to give two number ones to the to the team that you signed them from. And there was a quote from, I believe, an unnamed GM at the time. It might have been someone named who said, I wouldn't give up two number ones for God. And I always thought <laughs> that was a really weird way of thinking, especially since I was covering God, as far as I could tell at the time, (laughs) uh, who wore number 16 for the Niners, and he seemed to be worth more than two ones, but what do I know?